says we made it to Friday. Yay. It's uh, Friday of uh, Labor Day holiday weekend. Mm. So uh, good news there. We'll get a little time off, perhaps, to uh, unwind after being very laborious over the last several months. Very laborious. Yeah. So the uh, weather doesn't look very cooperative for Saturday. They keep upping the chances of rain. But other than that, we should see some pretty decent weather. Mm. So look forward to that. Uh, Sunshine today, rain Saturday, sunny Sunday, and Labor Day Monday sunny. Daily highs around 80. So that's just about perfect. Not too bad. For a Labor Day holiday. Called the official last weekend of summer, although autumn doesn't begin till the 22nd. Right. Okay. So. Right. But you won't be able to wear white, my friend, after this weekend. It's against principle, the law of clothes wearing. So you'll have to retire your white T-shirts. <laughs> Do you know why? I, I read this. I, okay. I, I looked no, it up. I, I've never known why. Okay. okay. It, it dates back to, uh, let's say, the 20s or so. Okay. And white attire mm-hmm. for the rich rich folk. Okay, that that's vacation wear. Oh, so you put that away. I because we vacation in the summer. Okay, I never knew that. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. You'll wear, of course, back then. You know, you were wearing like full piece bathing suits, <laughs> men and women. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, it'd be okay by me if we went back to that. So wearing white represented that you could afford to get out of the city and vacation elsewhere. (laughs) Since Labor Day typically represents the end of summer, a, quote, rule was established that you shouldn't wear white after Labor Day if you didn't have the money to take fall and winter vacations. (laughs) So we'd... uh... I guess we wouldn't qualify. No. So no. Feel free to wear what you'd like, folks. <laughs> oh, the snooty. The snooty of the twenties. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly when the time frame okay. of this was, but that sounds about right. Hey, doesn't doll. It? Yeah. Doll, you ready to go home? I'll put the white away, eh? <laughs> uh I got a place, I'm out this vineyard. See? <laughs> Now, this says that people aren't ready to let summer go. A survey of 2,000 finds that most people don't want the summer to end. Only 22% consider the autumn equinox the end of the season. Hmm. Favorite ways to close out the summer? Have a barbecue. Or a relaxing day at the park. When summer ends, people will mostly miss the warm weather. Yep. And wearing fewer clothes. Half Americans even admit that they feel sad just at the thought of summer ending. More than three in five wish summer lasted longer. And a third of those wouldn't mind if summer lasted two months longer. Hmm. More than half plan to continue hosting social activities or gatherings even with the end of summer so okay i i don't look forward to 
what the old farmer <laughs> almanac's calling for. I don't. <laughs> right. And and you know how it was. I mean, it's like that every year, Matt. January lasts forever. It does. Every year. It's January is like sixty eight days long. Yeah. It's just crazy. Because you get out of the holidays yeah. and then it's back to this and it's everything just... slows down. Uh, now, when will the uh, clocks roll back an hour? That'll be coming up, what, mm. November? Yeah. Because it never makes sense to me when they why they do it, but there's rhyme or reason to it. Uh, hold on here. Sunday, November 7th. Okay. So that's when we'll fall back. Yeah. We've got a few months, folks, but uh, it's coming. But this one is easier to deal with than the other one, right? Yeah, it gives you an extra hour. Yeah. yeah. The other one really. <laughs> so that means I'll be waking up an hour earlier than I do during the night. Nice. So it'll be a 1 a.m. wake up. The old two, and then I'll deal with that. I just don't, uh, you know, and I read something in today's material about lack of sleep. Okay. See if I can uh, find this information. But it says it uh, takes you quite a while to uh, get back on track. Let me see here. It takes over a week to recover, they say, from 10 days of insufficient sleep. I would believe that. Now, you, you, you were worn out after the... The weekend last weekend well i was warned i mean I've, I've been dealing with a lot yeah, and it's yeah. been um very taxing yes so when you know you got a, a chance it was uh, so i kind of had the week off yeah from my other job and i would leave here go home and it's like just nap all day long so you've caught up a little a little bit yeah so there's a lot of people try to catch up on rest over the weekend a new study found that it actually takes a lot longer to recover from insufficient sleep than you think. They found that if you get 10 straight days of poor sleep, it will take more than a week to fully recover. Scientists discovered that issues tied to not enough shut eye, such as lower concentration levels and memory problems, hmm. continue to persist after seven days. The research team found that after a week of recovery from a 10-day period of deficient sleep, participants in the study returned to their pre-sleep deprivation reaction speed, but still experienced difficulties in other areas. That's probably why I'm like I am. Can't remember anything. I think we're still in 1975. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Can't remember names. Well, I'll never meet them again, I think, subliminally. <laughs> there they are the next day. Ah, uh, hey, buddy. <laughs> so, get your uh, get sleep the best you can, according to that. It is 6.30. We'll take a break. We've got news with Karen, and uh, we'll check the uh, entire look at the uh, weather forecast coming up on this edition of Tidbits. <laughs> This is Tidbits.
we uh, won't be doing tidbits on Monday. No. Keep that in mind. I know many of you will be disappointed. You can bring up a previous podcast and pretend we're here. That's true. And there you go. Where do you find those? Uh, anywhere. Okay. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. Okay. On Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, okay. all, all right. that. Tidbits and our names? Uh, tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. Okay. Tidbits. T-I-D. Let me see how I'm going to make sure I spelled it. Okay. Because I think tidbits is one word. Okay. At least that's the way you do it. Tidbits, one word. One word. Tidbits, tidbits, one word. word. Police in Norwalk, Ohio, confirmed that 31-year-old Jonathan George called 911 to report that his dog was bringing him his gun when the dog accidentally shot himself in the face. He let them inside the house, said his dog had shot itself, and that he had trained the dog to bring a gun to him. The dog had his, the gun in his mouth and it went off accidentally. The officers didn't believe this story. And here's a follow-up. Whether that's true or not, or if he pointed the weapon at the dog and squeezed the trigger, we don't know. His BAC was .17, so that's a little over twice the legal limit for driving. You shouldn't be drinking and handling firearms is uh, the bottom line. Dog lost an eye. Hmm but is uh, recovering. But huh? what are you doing? Okay, did you read the rest of the story? No, here? go ahead. The guy later admitted Okay. he was trying to unload his gun when he accidentally shot the dog in the jaw. What? What are you doing? I, uh, <laughs> give me right where I got. Come on, man. A poor dog. He was charged with uh, three misdemeanors, including handling a firearm while intoxicated, cruelty to animals, and discharging a weapon in a municipality. He's going to face the big book. That's a big book of criminal acts. On his permanent record. But the four-year-old dog is on the mend. Okay. And um, the Humane Society, where this all happened, raised more than $2,000 for her care. Well, good. That's good. It's just one of those strange stories you can't make up, you know? Yeah, no. Absolutely. This from San Francisco. They're offering to pay $300 a month to people if they promise not to shoot each other. (laughs) Now, come on. (laughs) It's called the Dream Keeper Fellowship. Wow. The pilot program will kick off with 10 individuals who are deemed at high risk of committing a shooting or being shot. (laughs) So what? You get a a letter, uh, Mr. Lowe, we need you to come in because we think you may shoot someone. Oh, okay, I'll be right there. (laughs) Would 300 bucks keep you from shooting someone? I mean, if you want to shoot somebody. 300 bucks a month. (laughs) I mean. Only in California. It's not bad money. $300. All you got to do is keep your gun not pointed at someone. 300 bucks a month. That's not a bad trade-off. <laughs> you get that in, uh, in, in a gift card. <laughs> a gift card. Uh, to act as public safety ambassadors. Wow. <laughs> the monthly payments 
could go up to 500. Wow. If they meet certain benchmarks like seeking a job or maintaining parole appointments. So not just anyone can sign up for this. Is I'm thinking, if I'm just an average citizen, I would, you know, hey, I won't shoot anybody. Promise. The program will be funded by local taxpayers, along with private donations and possibly a federal grant. It's just a, I can't believe that. That you're going to pay people to try not to kill one another. Well, what do you? At, at this point, you got to try something, right? I mean, you got to just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Well, surely in San Francisco, there are more than ten high-risk individuals. <laughs> okay, you've got to think it. it. Just yeah, doesn't make sense. So, so the criteria: ten people who were deemed high risk of committing a shooting. Yeah. Or being or being shot. So, so how do you how do you know who that person is? I presume you've been known to have a target right. on your on your back, uh, Mister Lowe. We've been looking at your picture, and we just can't help but think someone somewhere probably wants to shoot you. <coughs> I'm sure it's got to do with probably gang activity. I'm, yeah, yeah, I guarantee it does. So. We're making light of it, but it's probably you're yeah, right. We'll see how it works. Yeah. General Motors and Ford are halting production at some plants due to the ship chip shortage. The chip shortage, yeah. Yeah. Alan showed a picture of a whole bunch. Okay, of I have a follow up on this. Okay. All right, because I got a text from Alan. Okay. Who was very like excited one night? He's like, "Oh, there's like hundreds of trucks at the old Delco lot." In Kokomo, hundreds, hundreds. And then the day of the carousel fun day, he whips his phone out and shows me, look at all these trucks. And I'm, I'm like, it probably has to do with the chips. I guarantee okay. you something has to do with these chips. And then, you know, I officiated a wedding that day. And this lady that was at the wedding, her son works at a GM assembly plant. Okay. And what he told her was that these trucks that are being built and cars that are being built, they get put in these warehouses. And they're just sitting there. And so they're inside. So these mice are getting in to their cars and eating up all the wiring and stuff like mice do. Yeah. And then they just have to trash them. And so they're getting moved to more outside facilities like Kokomo. Okay. Until they can get chips. So that's what it is. That's just unreal. Yeah. Why can't you produce chips here in the United States? Surely somebody. We used to, right? I, I, I mean, that's I what think. Delco used to do. I mean. What do you got to be so dependent on that? I don't know. I mean, I, the, my mom ran a machine that, that put those little things together, like circuit boards and stuff together. I just don't get I don't, it. I don't either. I mean. And I'm sure, you know, it's got to do with labor costs or something. But my goodness. I, I mean, the same thing in Fort Wayne, I think. Somebody saw yeah. a bunch of trucks parked. It's like. You go to car lot, you can't hardly find any inventory. Oh, yeah, I know. So it's, I just don't get it why we're so dependent upon China to make those chips. And the thing is, is that there, there's people that want to buy. That's that's what sucks right now. There's yeah. people that want to buy cars. Yeah. They have, they have money, they have the income or whatever, but there's no cars. They, uh, they indicate the Delta variant of COVID 
has hit employees at chip factories in Southeast Asia pretty hard, forcing some of those plants to close, making the chip shortage even worse. But I just don't get why we're so dependent on that. It's just, you know, I thought the good old U.S. of A. could just take care of all this, really. You know, why can't we? I don't know, man. I don't know. Is it... I don't. I mean, I don't know the answer to this, but is it a raw materials issue? Like, are the materials available on that side of the world that we don't have here yeah. that these chips are made from? And that's yeah. That's why. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I've not looked into this. Because certainly we have the technology. You know, we're not. So I don't know. It's just. It, it's discouraging. It, it makes you kind of angry. You know that you've got all that and you're dependent on these chips. Yeah. And it's been a while. Yeah. Now, this uh, comes to us. We're not affected, fortunately, but a lot of folks were affected by Hurricane Ida, power outages and so forth. Mm -hmm. The USDA, FDA, and CDC all partnered with the Department of Health and Human Services to come up with power outage food guides. And this would come in handy here locally if we lost power for any length of time. Sure. According to foodsafety.gov, refrigerators can mainly keep food safe for up to four hours. Mm. After that, experts generally advise people to get rid of perishable food. That's not very long. That's not very long at all. Yeah. Top items the site suggested people discard during long power outages are meat, poultry, seafood, eggs, most dairy items, open cans or jars, sliced up fruit and vegetables, and leftovers. So basically, everything you've got in there is out. Many of those uh, wow. should be uh, discarded if it keeps uh, if it's kept at a temperature that exceeds 40 degrees for more than two hours. So any, you wow. know, I mean, we've probably had times here locally throughout <sighs> the years where we've not had power for... Oh, yeah. A few hours. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. And I don't know that I've ever, you know, considered that, but I don't... Well, it's been four hours. Better get rid of all of it. Yeah. Or you just start eating a lot. Yeah. Get rid of it. At least you're not throwing it away. Start chowing down. So, uh, that's something to keep in mind, should we ever not have power for a lengthy time. There you go. And finally, this, a dog... That was born with his paws facing upward instead of downward. Had surgery to correct that issue. The dog had the surgery at Oklahoma State University, the College of Veterinary Medicine, and is doing fine. The vets revealed the issue with the dog was the elbows, not the paws. Hmm. The elbows came out of joint early in life, and the result is severe rotation of the lower front limbs and an inability to walk. Wow. But they fixed it. Poor dog. So, yeah, that's man, that's just strange. That but is strange. Anyway, dog with upside-down paws will now be able to walk and hopefully have a good, uh, long, happy life. There you go. The holiday's upon us. <laughs> what are you going to do? All right. You got plans of anything? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you've got plans. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants. All right. Okay. I've got nothing planned. Nothing. Just fly by the seat of my pants. All right. 
So that means probably a lot of shut eye. I got some meat I think needs okay. some some grill time. All right. So that's part of your project. I'm not sure what kind of meat yet, but I got okay. some meat that needs right. fired up. I Has think. it been in the fridge too long? You With, want... Without power? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that'd be perfect. Here you go, family. Let's all get salmonella. Uh, I cooked all that bad over stuff out the, of it. It's fine. Over the holiday. <laughs> Well, well then uh, my wife and I are celebrating our 18th anniversary on Monday. So how about, how about that? that? How about 18? Wow. Seems like you just yesterday. It does, man. You know, it's it just uh, unbelievable how time flies. You were there. Yeah, yeah, I was there. What a memory it was being measured for our, for tuxes. <laughs> Because uh, you, you and Jeff Smith were both uh, yeah, with me. Yeah, we were in there. And my brother. Your brother. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. It really didn't. Yeah, 18 years. Hard to believe. Well, congratulations. I was far smaller then. Yeah. And still. So, okay, real quick, <laughs> let me tell the story. We were getting measured, and the three three of us went, me, you, and Jeff. We yeah. went to get measured for our tuxes. And the lady was measuring me. <laughs> And actually, you know, if it were in today's world, I, I would call it fat shaming. But she made a comment about, you know, I can't remember what it was. Oh, you're chubby. Or I know it was something. But but I remember thinking she's she's on the ground measuring like my inseam or something. Because my first thought was to drop my elbow right into the back of her head. That was my first. I didn't. <laughs> Never a dull moment when it comes to experiences you, in our lives. I'm telling you. I wish I could remember what she said, but it was super rude. It was super rude. But you you made it 18 years. Yeah. So And they're not in business anymore. <laughs> you showed her. <laughs> We're still around and you aren't. Well, Matt, have a good holiday. Hey, you too, buddy. Congrats to you and... Again, no program right. on Monday. Right. We'll take the day off. All right. See you Tuesday. See you, man.